Welcome back to the Up Tipper Podcast. I'm Craig Cameron. Once again, joining me is Caleb Knight. Caleb, big episode right here. We've got a lot to talk about. Summer League, NBA Draft, Free Agency. We got it all today. A lot to talk about. Let's get to it right, right away with the NBA Draft going on a couple weeks ago. Number one overall, Cade Cunningham went to the Pistons from Oklahoma State and not only to mention, he's been fantastic in summer league, but what's this turnaround for the Pistons and their franchise? I don't think it's going to immediately turn it around. Um, I do think it's a great step in the right direction. A huge step, actually. They finally got a true playmaker who they can rely on. Blake Griffin was, I'd say, more of a defensive playmaker. He doesn't have that offensive skill set that Kate Cunningham's going to provide. Huge pickup by them. Of course, everybody knew it was coming. I think uh, over time, we're going to see some improvement. That is a really really bad team so it's going to take a little bit but I think it could eventually lure some uh, young guys into uh, Detroit through free agency it should work out pretty well over time yeah I mean we all saw what was coming with the NBA draft I think it was pretty I want to say obvious the top five uh, yeah. probably the biggest surprise had to be the Scotty Barnes going to the Raptors and Jalen Suggs to the Magic yeah I, I agree with you there one through three you know Cunningham Green Mobley that felt like uh, gimme picks Scotty Barnes to the Raptors was odd but I would say in my opinion the weirdest pick would be at six uh, Josh Giddy to the Thunder that was interesting to say the least i mean when you have 31st round picks you can take a gamble i guess you can but i don't know if i would have taken a gamble <laughs> on him that early but we'll see if it pays off uh like you said they've got probably 28 more picks to full with over the next <laughs> yeah. two years so maybe it'll work out well going from the the thunder who might have made a risky decision i think the team that didn't was obviously the warriors i think the warriors taking jonathan and kaminga and then also taking moses moody i, I think that was pretty smart by them. You get a great backup small forward and Kamingo who can also play the four, and then you get a backup shooting guard to play behind Clay Thompson and even Curry. Uh, I think the guard rotation for the Warriors right now is lethal, and they got some of the best depth in the NBA. They got young talent, and they got veterans. Oh, yeah, that draft was a complete, you know, the rich get richer. Uh, in our last podcast, we talked about we like the Warriors to come out of the West uh, after that draft. You know, it definitely boosted those chances, which is, I mean, what a great draft by them. I don't see how, really don't see how Kaminga was available at seven. I guess that kind of goes back to the Raptors. If you decision with Scotty Barnes and then, you know, Moses Moody at 14, obviously a steal as well. You know, staying in the West, I think my favorite steal of the draft, a little bit biased. He uh, went a lot earlier than people thought, but Josh Primo to the Spurs, that should be just a match made at heaven, you know, with Popovich. And that whole system, uh, he looked really good in the preseason so far. I'm excited to see what they can kind of get done with Primo. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think we saw a couple of years ago with Kelton Johnson falling all the way to the Spurs in the late first round. He's been tremendous with them so far, even made the Olympic team and contributed well with them. And I think Josh Primo has a chance to be another one of those young studs that the Spurs have gotten their hands on. I think the top three players that come to mind when I think of the young Spurs is Deontay Murray, Josh Primo, and Kellen Johnson. I think that's a trio you can build around. Might maybe get some uh, other pieces in there. Maybe get an All Star in the future. Yeah, that's but, definitely a good system. They got a good a good offensive explosion and a nice defensive minded player in all three of them. Uh, you know, with the draft, obviously we said one through three was kind of a chalk it up pick. Do you think Rookie of the Year is chalk it up as well? Do you think it's Cunningham, or do you think somebody else could kind of sneak in? 
I think it has to be either Cunningham or Jalen Green. I think you could see either one. I would lean more towards Cunningham at this point because yeah. I think Jalen Green's always going to have players like Eric Gordon, John Wall, veteran players who are going to score a lot and take shots away from you when Cunningham literally has the ball in his hands as the point guard and is the go-to option already on that team. So I think Cunningham already has the advantage in getting that award. But at the end of the day, they're both tremendous prospects, tremendous players, and they're both going to succeed in the NBA. Yeah, I'm with you. I would kind of stray away from Jalen Green because of, as you mentioned, the other weapons. He's not going to be the most over the most valuable for that team. He may end up very well being, but, you know, on paper right now it doesn't look like it could be. I could see Evan Mobley in Cleveland. You know, it's just him and Jared Allen right now for that uh, re-signing. You know, if Cunningham isn't healthy, I could see Mobley pulling that out. Do you think, kind of off topic here, but do you think that the Cavs might play Evan Mobley at power forward if the Kevin Love trade happens where buyout? Yeah, I think if if he gets moved, which is kind of looking like he will – uh, Fred is just kind of slowed down. I think that'll be one thing to watch out for before the season starts. I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to power forward. I could definitely see him uh, a very flexible player, kind of playing almost all the way around the floor except for the center position. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah, I'm excited to look forward to him. I loved him at USC. So I think Cleveland can do something with him. Obviously, I don't think they'll make a run just with the Mobley pickup, but it's not going to hurt. I got gotcha. you. Who would you say won the draft? I know we talked about the Warriors making those two excellent picks, but who do you think got their next franchise guy? I, I, obviously, there's Kay Cunningham, but like, let's talk outside the top five. Like, Who is that steal that's going to help them move towards making a playoff run this upcoming year, even maybe? I think... You could even mention a team like probably later in the first round. Yeah, I would say, I don't know if it is the steal of the draft. The pick that I like the most in terms of overall fit would have to be Trey Mann to the Thunder. A questionable pick at six with Josh Giddey. I think they made up for it very well at Trey Mann. I liked what he did at Florida. Uh, You know, that would be a good pick. Jalen Johnson, the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks had a great draft in my opinion. Kind of a little steal. They got Sharif Cooper. I don't see how he fell that far. They were talking about his outside shot in the draft workouts, and just in general. Like he, his three-point shot is a struggling and work in progress, but he did have a three-point game-winning shot in the summer leagues so far. So Yeah, and I mean, you know, I don't see the hesitation with him falling from a shot when Ben Simmons. Yeah. You know, you know obviously. But, uh, yeah, my favorite pick I would give to the Thunder with Trey Mann, but, you know, still winner of the draft that's not Golden State of Detroit has to be Atlanta. Fair, fair. I, I agree with you. I think the team winners, happy an overall draft, are the Warriors and the Hawks. I think the Hawks nailed their two picks with Sheree Cooper and Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson fell mainly because of him opting out of the college basketball season and not having a lot of film or games to watch him. And Sharif Cooper, you know, his size or his outside shooting, you name it, He's still a great point guard, and he gets his teammates involved no matter what. Uh, he's been a double-double machine so far in Summer League, and I think he's going to be a great backup in the future for Trey Young. And I think so far the steal of the draft, though, Cam Thomas from LSU going to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Easily going to be a 
day one and con contributor to this team off the bench, going to be a scoring threat and going to help this Nets team possibly get to the NBA Finals right away as a rookie. Oh, yeah. Today he dropped, uh, I think it was 36 in Brooklyn Summer League game, 11-11 from the line. That was the most points scored by a Summer League player since 2018. Uh, you know, kind of on the inverse of that, loser-wise of the draft, personally I hated what the Pacers did. Their draft didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, you know, they took Chris Duarte, I think is how you say his last name, from Oregon. Uh, you know, I liked him. I don't know if I'm a fan of that pick, that system where he'll kind of fit in the rotation. That was questionable to me. The Pacers just kind of seem all over the place right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. And like what you said earlier with the Thunder, I, I think the Thunder had to be the losers for me in this draft. I think there were a lot of big names you could have gotten, and you went the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they know something we don't. They got a couple more cracks at it. Yeah. <laughs> when the draft picks to load it up. I do think the Trey Main Trey Man pick will work out, but Yeah. It's a, a, they, a they different got, team. They got a lot of good talent. It's just with the picks you had, you could have done more. In definitely, my opinion. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, man, let's let's jump to the nitty gritty. Free agency. In Pat we trust. In Pat we trust. Mm. Man, what a great free agency it was. A lot happened. A lot of moves made. Teams got better, and teams got worse. Teams got worse. <laughs> teams got a lot worse. But I think the biggest moves had to be from the Lakers, the Heat, and the Bulls. Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't think there were any other teams that made the biggest moves that like they did. There weren't a lot of moves made due to cap restrictions and just cap limited cap space in this free agency class. Heavy point guard class. However, there were a lot of names that stayed. Uh, what were what were the what was the biggest move made in free agency to you? The biggest move made, um, including trades. Including trades, I would say, you know, it's going to come as a surprise. The way the the shape this team was in last season, I think the Bulls pick up for DeRozan and they be able to get Lonzo Ball right after. I think that was huge. Yeah, they're my clear cut winner uh, from this free agency. I'm not actually going to be a heat bias today. Who would have thought? Uh, you know, they got a great deal with Ball. Four years, 85 mil. That kind of feels like a steal. You know, that's that's a win for Lonzo Ball, too, for being completely honest. I love the DeRozan pickup. You know, now you've got Levine, Vucevic, Ball, and DeRozan. Obviously, the East is so stout. I don't think this makes them, you know, like a top four competitor. Yeah. If they're obviously going to be able to compete in the East, they'll definitely be a playoff team. It's just going to make the East... You know, more fun top to bottom. I loved what they did. I mean, I think it's obviously the Bulls with the making the biggest leap. Yeah, yeah. But I think you got to go with the Lakers second. I would rank it Bulls, Lakers, Heat in that order. Because when the Lakers first got Russell Westbrook, I wasn't sold on it. I thought it was a terrible trade. Because you're trading for a point guard who basically does the same thing LeBron already does as your point guard. I think the whole thing with Russell Westbrook was getting him out of the Washington and getting some young talent around rather be able to try and compete with that and also getting draft picks with it and also getting rid of that expensive contract. So. Yeah. See, I want to agree with you there, but I would put the Lakers at three okay. instead of two. I love what they did offensively, but that defense took a hit. It did. You, you lose Kuzma and KCP, which obviously you know, you Lakers get. have a love-hate with him. 
They're both great perimeter defenders. And Caruso, you know, love him or hate him, whatever you feel about him, that's their best wing defender. But you they let him Matt walk. McClung. <laughs> Maybe it depends on if they sign him. Added, you added Heat legends Wayne Ellington and Kendrick Nunn. And Trevor Ariza. And Trevor Ariza. That's what I was getting to. You add all these pieces. You Then you get... You get Malik Monk. Yeah, no. My age, 23 years old, for a league minimum. Does that make you feel bad? Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. But, no, I love what they did offensively, but that um, they were best in the league points allowed per game. I think it was like 106 this past season. I mean, That's not going to happen. The Lakers did the opposite of the Heat. The Heat got so much better on defense. They did. Offense kind of stayed stagnant. The Lakers got so much better offensively. I think the defense took a step back. It, it's probably not going to hurt him, but on paper, that defense lost. Well, I'll answer that because Kyle Lowry is going to make Jimmy and Bam so much better. I, I love Goron, but he wasn't a playmaker yeah. with the ball. He was he was a great scorer, but as a point guard with making his teammates better, that was not, he wasn't that. Kyle Lowry is a great two-way point guard, so I think obviously the, the defense gets better with adding him. Plus, P.J. Tucker. Yeah. You know, they got dogs. I'm just going to make them even more dogs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that Heat team, watch out with that Kyle Lowry, Oladipo, Bam, Jimmy, I'm, and P.J. Tucker. I'm so excited. That that team. lineup come playoff time, oh, my gosh. I, I think I think what we did, you know, we, we got miles better defensively. I think we just opened up Bam's repertoire. I think Bam's about to have an explosive season now. I hope so, but got to keep Tyler, uh, you know, re up Duncan. That's I, I can't think of one thing the Heat did wrong this free agency. Other, you know, personally letting Gordon walk hurt, but other than that, I mean, nothing. You still wrong. upgraded that point. Yeah, guy. yeah. You know, it's emotionally you took a hit, but overall, God, I looked what the Heat did. <laughs> and how about Jimmy Butler getting the bag? Old, old man got paid. This him, him and Chris, Chris Paul, Paul both got Ooh. those big contracts. Chris Paul may have been the winner of the entire free agency. I would have to say so. That's That was kind of like the big moving piece. At first, I thought the Lakers were going to get Chris Paul. Yeah. And then they go the other direction with Russell Westbrook, which kind of came out of nowhere because earlier that day, we heard about Buddy Heald possibly going mm-hmm. to the Lakers. Yeah. Which I originally thought that was going to be great for the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Buddy Heald has been top five in three-pointers the, like, the last two seasons. Yeah, I love Heald's game. And that's honestly what LeBron's always loved as a, as a player and a teammate. So, yeah, I mean. But you get that you get that with you know Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, and Wayne Ellington, and among other players. At first, that's why I was saying, like at first I was like, man, Westbrook LeBron is not going to work. But now it's... <laughs> It's going to work. It's going to work. <laughs> it's it's going to work. Especially with the shooters around them. That's that's my point. But, man, what a free agency it was. Go back to the, with the Bulls, though. The Bulls just got, a, I don't want to say stacked starting five, but they already have a complete starting five. Yes. Um, And you have a great two-way point guard who has gotten better at three-point shooting. You have an op- – absolutely explosive shooting guard who can light up for 40 points on any given night. DeMar Rosen, mid-range specialist, assassin, just a great scorer, finds a way to do it every single night. And what 
they bring back Laurie Markkinen or put Patrick Williams at the four spot. Either way, I think that's a great option defensively with Patrick Williams or offensively with Laurie Markkinen. And then Vucevic, the easy double-double machine. Yeah. It's a great recipe for, I want to say right now, they're looking at that 4-5 spot in the East. I agree with you. I think the Bulls this year, they remind me a lot of the Hawks last year. Yeah. You know, the Hawks were a lottery team last year, made a couple good moves in the offseason, and, you know, reached the conference finals. I don't know that Chicago can reach the conference finals, but it would not surprise me after all these moves they made. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they'll re-up marketing. Uh, I know he's probably, in my opinion, the second biggest free agent remaining. I'd put him behind Josh Hart. But... They got that, that Lonzo Ball deal. On the inverse of that, the Pelicans just ter- terrible free agency. Yeah, and how about... What did you think about the Valanchunas trade with them getting Valanchunas and giving away Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe? I, I don't understand it. I, at first, I was like, it makes sense because you're getting away rid of so much cap space. It looks like they almost did it to get Kyle Lowry, which I have a theory. What's your theory? Kyle Lowry was not supposed to, but like the Pelicans wanted Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I feel like the Pelicans made that cap space to get Kyle Lowry, and once he went to Miami, the Pelicans are who ratted out the heat to the league about them tampering. I don't hate that. That would be funny. I know also, (laughs) uh, you know, Dallas too. I know Dallas wanted Lowry. One of them. So, uh, it, it would not surprise me if it was it Gilbert. Yes. Gilbert and Cuban were the ones to rat it out. It is what it is, but I, I just thought it was funny. But, man, how about Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams to the Grizzlies? And then Eric Bledsoe now to the Clippers. Back, yeah. to, back to the Clippers. Yeah. Where he started out his NBA career. He went there for Patrick Beverly and... Right, Ray John Rondo, mm-hmm. and I forgot the other guy, but it was Daniel. I think Oturu. Yeah, I think it's how you said his last name. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that that trade makes the the Clippers better? It's gonna be weird to not see Beverly in I a Clippers think, uniform. I think it does make them better. As as much of a dog Patrick Beverly was, Eric Bledsoe makes you better. He does, and I think I fully expect him to be off the bench a lot next year for yeah. them because Reggie Jackson. I think. I want to say keeps his groove going from the playoffs, and that's a great one-two punch with your point guard position. Oh, I agree completely. uh, It was kind of a move nobody saw coming. It was just kind of dropped out of the blue. I didn't hear anything about it. I don't know if you did. It's just going to be really weird to not see Pat Bev. I've gotten so used to him in the Clippers uniform that that's going to take some getting used to. Should we talk about Dennis Schroeder (laughs) right now? I think we should. You know, they always say bet on yourself. Maybe not always. Maybe not always. Uh, hey, at least he has a supportive wife. I guess, but... Did you see what his wife said? No, no. His wife came on, I think, on Instagram and said... Basically made a public announcement saying how proud she was of her husband for following what he thought his worth was. Or something like that. Yeah, I'd be saying that too if I knew my husband just fumbled like about $76 million <laughs> to live in Los Angeles and is now in Boston <laughs> making seven and a half. But, you know, I, I knew from the get-go him wanting $100 million. There was no way. People have gotten ridiculous contracts. I think back to that Batum Hornets contract that just felt like a dumpster fire of a contract. But there's no way Schroeder was getting that money. And jumping from, I'll go ahead and jump us 
from free agency to summer league. Could you see Peyton Pritchard starting over Schroeder? It wouldn't surprise me a bit. I, I mean, I don't the way he's played in summer league so far. It, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's, he's Schroeder been... didn't have a great season last year. I know when LeBron and AD were out, he was kind of the showcase whenever think, the Lakers played prime time. But I, I don't think see Schroeder it. what is has been and is and will be in the future a six man. That's what he is. Yeah. He's kind of like Lou Williams or Montrez Harrell. He's not a starter. He just arrives coming off the bench, and it's not a bad thing. It's just that's what he's best at. He's best at bringing that life off the bench and being that go-to scorer when the stars aren't getting their job done that night. I would have liked to see uh, you know, either the Thunder or the Hawks trying to get him back. I think him in Atlanta would be nice. Backing up Trey Young as that sixth man like we talked about, especially with you know how Atlanta dealt with injuries in the playoffs. He could have picked that up and helped there. I don't know if they're going to be you know, injured this season. Who's to say? But I would have liked Schroeder back in Atlanta. Him in Boston feels weird. I don't like Boston. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> a good friend of the a podcast, Max Jeffries, was out in Vegas for Summer League, and he wrote a list of his best team, best player, best performance, and best game witnessed. His best team he had down was the Boston Celtics. Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I see it. They were all about Peyton Pritchard, Carson Edwards, Aaron Naismith, Bruno Fernando. Great young team out in Boston. I think the Peyton Pritchard is the main reason for that too. So that's why I kind of think he might have a chance to be the starting point guard. Mm-hmm. His honorable mention was the Sacramento Kings. And I think that has a lot to do with Davion Mitchell's yes. game, which I think was a steal for them. Could you see the Kings making a trade during the season? I think they, they kind of need to. They're in that spot where... I think they got to get rid of Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley. I do too. I think they need to clear up some cap to definitely get some good pieces around De'Aaron Fox. Um, they're not they're not terrible, but I mean they're, they're in a lose-lose situation. You're not going to get the top three pick, most likely, the way the lottery is. You're not really making the playoffs at this point. I do think they need to do something. Moving Bagley should definitely be up there with them. Agreed. For best player, he had Trey Jones with the San Antonio Spurs, which I got to watch the Spurs game the other day where Tra- Trey Jones just went off. Just watching him, the game was won when the ball was in his hands and put it all on the line, had a great team performance, filled up the stat sheet. I can see definitely where Max is coming from there. Did you have a player that you thought has been the best so far in summer league? I would have to go with Cameron Thomas. You know, I've, I've watched him a couple times, seen his highlights. He obviously performed really well. I don't want to, you know, get too overhyped with it. You know, it's a summer league. Also, Leangelo Ball has looked yeah. really good with the Hornets. You know, I'm glad to see him in the league, finally getting some Tom. He is, I know, man, you disagreed about this the other day. He's my favorite ball brother. Um, I, I, you disagree, but that's okay. You can be mellow. You can be wrong. He's third. You can be wrong if you want to. It's okay. That's an opinion. I didn't say that's... best player. I said he's my favorite. Oh. No, it's okay. <laughs> Your show. I'm just a guest. Okay. All right. All right. Well, make this known that he did not get a chance to watch Jalen Green or Cade Cunningham 
So very true. I've been extremely busy. I've got to watch little <laughs> to no summer league basketball. So that's that's the main reason for why he, I guess, or you have not say Kate Cunningham or Jalen Green. Now honorable mentions Max had was James Booknight for the Charlotte Hornets, Jonathan Kaminga for the Warriors, Sharif Cooper, Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey. Best performance, not surprising at all, has Cam Thomas down. Yes. Cam Thomas with his great performance in double overtime, one-legged fadeaway three to win the game in sudden death double overtime. I mean, mm. it's that's why he's the best performance he had him down as. Honorable mention, Sharif Cooper. Every single night he's been out there, he's been amazing. And he has best game witness, the Atlanta Hawks versus the 76ers. Has to be because of Tyrese Maxey's 31-point performance and Sharif Cooper's 21 points and 12 assists. Not to mention Jalen Johnson in that game, too. So, have to respect it. Did you and, have a least favorite, you know, performance or aspect of the summer league so far? Uh, like a player I'm not, I'm, I'm surprised player, by. Player, team, you know, anything has kind of been kind of disappointing so far. My first, go, uh, you know, thought is Cole Anthony. I think, you know, in his first two games he shot 5 for 25. Only six assists total. Um, not, not great. Uh, you know, we talked about him earlier being an iffy pick, Josh Giddy. He played, I think, six minutes in his first game. Got shut down with an ankle injury. So, I would probably say KZ Akpala, just being a Heat fan, he has not been what Heat fans and just people expected of him. Yeah, I, maybe we didn't free him for a reason. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Spo had. We, you know, Spo, maybe, maybe Spoelstra was onto something. In retrospect, Spo seems to always be right. Spo does know. <laughs> Spo knows. Turns out. <laughs> We're going to jump to the Team USA Olympics right now. And just a reminder that today's episode is sponsored by the Financial Cloud, known as TFC. Whether trading the stock market as a hobby, career, or retirement plan, they've got something for you. Get real-time prices, options flow, and technical analysis or sent directly to your phone, desktop, or tablet. They have spent countless years building a friendly and helpful community, and now they're opening the doors to you. From financial education to industry-leading indicators, TFC is a perfect place to financially succeed. Give them a chance today at thefinancial.cloud. Now, jumping to USA, USA. (laughs) No. (laughs) No? No. Why not? We can do I that. bet you're a real party on 4th of July. Jeez. <laughs> I work. <laughs> Fair saying. That was very mean. Okay, look. Team USA. Gold medalist. What was... It's obvious. What? Who was... Who was main factor to you? Who was the go-to guy for Team USA this year? I mean, I think if you don't say Kevin Durant, you didn't watch any of the games. Or you're just a Celtics fan who thinks Jason Tam's the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, shout out my boy Dylan. Um, on that <laughs> Did drink. he actually? No, okay. but it would not surprise me. If it was not for Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard, we would probably not have placed. Yeah. We looked really poor a lot of the time. It was sad to watch, but hey, we got it done. It's all that matters. The resilience of this team was amazing. I think that's what really stood out to me was 
you don't see Team USA trail a lot in the Olympics. And this team trailed quite a bit in lost multiple games. <laughs> they lost quite a bit too, yeah. I think only three times, but... That's quite a bit for four, Team USA. I think it was four times, honestly. It was three or four times they Shout lost. Shout out Nigeria, the Miami Heat of the Boy. Olympics, basically. Gave, gave Vincent, tore the Team USA up. Wish he would have done that in the regular season. Yeah, but, no kidding. But yeah, man, Team USA, great win over France in the final, 87-82. to 82. Rudy Gobert, hate to see it. Not really. But. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. But in the end, man, Team USA came out on top. I don't know if you got a chance to watch the final. I think the main factors who stepped up big in that game had to be Damian Lillard, Drew Holiday as the guards, and then you had Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Draymond Green, and Bam Adebayo. I think Bam and Draymond played great defense and were great setting the pick and roll for their teammates, setting screens, were very active on the offensive end, including defensive end. Bam was amazing defensively in that game, had a lot of blocks, rebounds, was great closing guys out, and KD just willed his team to the win. Another great performance from him. And Jason Tatum off the bench was a spark plug they needed offensively. Yeah, I was very impressed with how they played, uh, you know, when it mattered. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton looked really good considering, you know, they just won the finals. Booker was so-so throughout. That is, that's got to be a weird spot for him to be in, especially with the plane ride. It's, it's like breaking up with your ex and then you know, seeing him every day. Yeah, pretty much. And then after you break up, you... Take the same car back to the place. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm glad they won gold, obviously. Uh, it's all that really matters. Draymond Green was quick to get on Twitter and shut down all the haters. I oh, thought. yeah. I love I that. I love that. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, but most important storyline is Bam has a gold medal. It's really the most important factor. Man, we kind of we flew through all this. We but, really uh, breezed through it, yeah. That'll wrap it up. Thank you all for tuning in, joining us. Make sure to visit us on social media, on all platforms at Uptempo Podcast. Until next time.